I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Welcome along the Online Dance Live Lounge. Here we are, 8 p.m. on a Monday. Me, Phil Bars, Lee Boys. And some kid that thinks he's rather cool and hip now he's got his cap backwards in Jack Garwood. How are you doing, boys? Respect, pa. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Never a dull moment. moment. Gob's gone all hipster. Um, Boise returns from being ill. Um, and then we have plenty to talk about, boys. <laughs> I ain't gone hipster. I just... Went out and didn't do anything to my hair today. This covers it. <laughs> this is, for, for everyone else, this is a Tuesday to Friday dub. This is, is when you don't see midweek. This is what he's normally looking yeah. like. When, so when, when there's paparazzi around now, boys. I'll tell you what, how things escalated from last Monday when we looked at it, it was just an, an average week. We had the Premier League, some. Pro Tour events, Euro Tour qualifier, and in the blink of an eye, all of a sudden, Planet Darts goes absolutely berserk. Yeah, we're all sat in the North Chinese. But uh, welcome along, chat room, as always. Plenty is in. Uh, Tommy, how are we doing? Uh, James is in. Andrew, Craig, my friends, good to see you. Um, Jack. Uh, Tommy said, I guess every week, yeah. And this one, we actually planned in advance and Boise sorted it out four days ago. Uh, day of the Premier League, day of the World Cup announcement. When was Thursday. that? Thursday? Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Fine. Um, Dark World is, I'll tell you what, keeping that announcement quiet. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think I've ever sat on anything like that in all my life. Obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll talk on that in a minute, but we were lucky enough to be at the UK Open and I'd planned to do something with um, Matt and we were, we were prepping, getting ready to, to sit down and everything. And I was like, well, Cup's on the agenda. And he was like, when is this going out? I was like, when do you want this to go out, Matt? <laughs> um, so no, he, 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 um, he gave us the, the, the news and we sat on it and it, it was tough to keep it quiet, but look, worth it. We'll come on to that. 
Um, Alex is in. Adam, how are we doing? Uh, Matty. Sick um, bed, my ass, by the way. Hello, Boise. Seven days is a long time in football. <laughs> <laughs> what the God about sick bed, my self induced long term hangover because he can't handle defeat. I can't handle um, my beer. I, I still haven't sent you the uh, the pictures of me and videos of me coming back from the UK Open. Just say the side of my friend's tar is still. Well, I hope it's clean now. It cost me a, a, a pretty penny <laughs> for the inside, never mind the outside. Uh, how are we doing, Carl? Hope you are good. God, like a beastie boy. time, <laughs> <laughs> I prefer PJ and Duncan. Gangster Gob, the tungsten toff's gone gangster. How are we doing, Jamie? <laughs> Don't say it like that. I feel like some thirty-five-year-old parent that's just trying to fit in at the school gate. <laughs> Uh, evening, evening, Helen. Hope you are all good. Uh, Aaron is in. Adam is in. Oh, loads in the chat room. It's all good. Remember, get involved all the way through the show, and we will do our best to, to get to you all. Um, right, where to start? Let's start. Let's try and do this in some kind of order. I say some in in brackets because it will just descend into chaos as always. What are you trying to say, Phil? That it will descend into chaos. Well, I don't know about that. I'm well behaved. I think that's big you, Lee. Are you, are you trying to kid again? Nothing to do with me. Lee's definitely talking about you there, mate. Um, what did you do last week's Premier League first? I'll start with a fun bit, yeah. <laughs> um... Look, looking at the Premier League, for some reason, one of my slides hasn't loaded, so I'm just going to re-load uh, it up there. But Liverpool, again, chat room, first of all, your first thoughts on Liverpool. I'm going to throw mine out there. Disappointed would be the word I'd use. Yeah, me too, mate. After we beat Man United 7-0, to lose to Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> Dark show. <laughs> oh, that's convenient. <laughs> I got Saturday afternoon as well, by the way. When have we ever changed on that? And then you lot draw with Southampton. I never laughed at you. I never laughed at you on Saturday. Uh, no, you put something on Facebook. N- it was never aimed at you. If you want to follow me or be my friend, that's your choice. You're an I- absolute liar. <laughs> I lo- football's a funny game or something, I believe, was the line, Mr. Boys. Just after our full-time result came in. Yeah, I know you. Oh, no, that was that was from last week. UK Open, Phil will tell you that the Wi-Fi isn't very good at the UK Open, so it didn't send from last Sunday. Yeah. It only sends on the Saturday. Oh, you've been you, in you, know, you know by my, <laughs> the Wi-Fi in my head, it's like AOL dial-up. Absolute See, shite. See, I sent um, that on Sunday, mate. Just behind uh, uh, How are we doing, Jason? Uh, right, Liverpool. There it is. Um that disappointed, and the first thing that stands out, it felt disappointing on the night, and then looking at the nightly average, that is the lowest of the six by some way so far. Yeah. I mean, this is the one day of darts of the entire week that I haven't actually seen, so Boise, take a step up. So. <laughs> on, the, on the most disappointing night of the Premier League, I know we're saying of this year, but it's got to be in the mix without looking back at last year. It's got to be in the mix for that. I know it doesn't help with 
and the semi-final performance from the ASP, average-wise, but generally it wasn't it wasn't great. The ice being, I was going to say MVG in the final, but it was Dolby early on. Um, being a losing quarter-finalist, it was. It, I don't know. It, it doesn't help the fact that we'd enter the midway point and a lot of people who who get more excited than Dob, shall we say, about the Premier League are starting to get to this point and are being a bit disappointed with what we've seen. And then we've seen from the players a drop in performance. It doesn't help with the argument the Premier League being as is currently. So um, it was a disappointing night. And I guess from your perspective, Jack, you're hoping for something better in Nottingham this week. Um, I don't expect it to be that better than this year. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's two possible. days away and I still don't have a ticket. But yeah, I, I'm hoping. <laughs> traditionally, traditionally we're, we're quite a bland evening. But we've had Aspinall there as a contender. We had Fallon Sherrick there as a contender of the two in the two years that we had it. Even they were quite dull nights. And, and Fallon was meant to be a big, big deal that night. That, that caused a stir a little. But actually, in terms of what has been produced in Nottingham in the last few years, it has never been a standout night, ever. It should be an improved night from previous weeks, which is sometimes what you have to look at. I can't see it getting worse than what it, what we saw uh, last Thursday. Whether okay. that was a knock-on effect of having um, a Premier League the previous Thursday, then a, a big TV, televised tournament on the weekend, maybe that could have had an impact on the players. The fact that a lot of them, yes, we see it with Pro Tours, but it's just relentless, isn't it, the UK Open? So maybe that has that had an impact on the level of performance, but hopefully we'll return to a bit of normality this Thursday. And look, JK summed it up there. Monotonous is the word. Yeah. And he, he he's banged summed it up perfectly there that this this the, just the same eight each week. They got away with it last year because no one dominated nights. No one put a massive run together. But this year, it's just a bit meh. Um, Wasn't Clayton in over half of the finals? I think so, yeah. I think he in won half, four half of the finals. I think he won That's four nights. Four semi-finals. He lost four. Four finals, four. Yeah, he did four, 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 four. Four wins, four finals, four semis, four first rounds. Yeah. The problem is, Gezi didn't have a great night last week, which which didn't help, considering when we were seeing Rock up at the Pro Tour on the Saturday, it was on a different level again. Peter Wright struggling with equipment, so that's not ideal. Van Gerwen is, is going through the gears. Johnny Clayton, positive signs, games on the way back up, but if you run him into Van Gerwen, he's one of the more informed players elsewhere at the minute. He's taken out by a big gun. Michael Smith struggling with an injury. We're seeing Dimmy changes his pace and, and try and get used to that, and everything that comes with that. Doby winless since week one. Nathan Asmore is always going to be a bit of a battler. I feel a bit harsh keep just chucking that tag at him, but, but he is that. There's a couple of bits for me that I think we should bring up before we look at the table and, and spoiler alert and everything like that. Uh, one, obviously, in the venue, we get to see the players warm, warming up because we've got a, a screen before they come on and whatever. And I messaged you boys, what, a couple of minutes before the TV pictures come on and I was like, look what he's throwing. <laughs> We sh- the thing is, when it's Peter Wright, we shouldn't be surprised with his darts, but the manner of this change. And every so often, he throws up one. Every sort of thing we like five, six months, he will throw up a, on the eye, a ridiculous start. 
and he seemed to do that on Thursday. And from his point of view, he'll look at it that he got his first win in the Premier League, so it worked in his favour. So he, Peter Wright, as we've seen before, will take the positive that he's got his first win using what on the eyes a ridiculous start. Um, it certainly put social media into on what sometimes can be Premier League slightly quieter. We sort of seen that down to uh, overdrive between seven and a half past seven when Peter Wright come out with those. But it worked. He'd done his first win. So we can always have question marks. The longevity of him using them darts just isn't going to happen, is it? Um, and we talked about it. There it is from Carl, as always. Great statistician. Third lowest um, Premier League night since the new format. Lowest since May the 19th, 2022, night 15. Um, yeah, who, who, cares? who cares by week 15? Yeah, there's only, there's only normally one game that really matters by that stage. Yeah. Um, I guess the thing with Peter Wright's start is where he's been so... He's been telling us for weeks he's uncomfortable and cannot find a setup he likes at the minute. So to go and do something radical, maybe it's just, just get it out of his system. Because for a man that's chopped and changed as much as he has throughout his career, he has been pretty solid in throwing straight barrel darts recently. All right, we've started to see it get more and more... I, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. More and more expansive and, and different in recent times when he has been struggling. But sometimes I think he just needs that one week where he goes, right, I've got that on my system now. I'm going to go straight back to them straight darts and see what I can do with them and notice the improvement once again. Yeah. Look, whilst we're on the subject of Peter, right? I, by the way, I don't know if this came across on TV because the sound engineer was rather busy on Thursday. Um, let's just say the audio got dipped a fair lot. Um, God knows the song that they were singing. <laughs> was it political? Yeah, it was. Rather loud at times. Um, uh-huh. But the last three Premier League venues, Peter Wright has been physically booed. And not just a little bit. In Dublin, I think it massively affected him. And I thought maybe it was just the Irish booing, booing the Scottish or whatever. But it happened in Exeter and it happened in Liverpool. Peter Wright's always been a fan favourite. Where does this come from? I don't know the answer to it, but is the change finally getting a bit boring for everyone else? <laughs> the strange thing for people to see now would be seem to stick with Arts for a two, three-month period. I'm not sure where it's done from. There's not a moment that seems to have stand out. Um, he, he doesn't seem himself. Over the last few months, that sort of arrogance and that sort of persona that he brings across on stage just isn't there at the moment. But to that booze, it's probably been a huge surprise to him. As I mentioned a few weeks back, the impact the Scottish fans had him put pressure on his shoulders because of how many, because of the support he got. And then he's had the flip of that for three weeks and only got one win in that time. Yes, he got his first win last Thursday, but it's still a very, very disappointing start to the Premier League for Peter Wright. And a very, very difficult game on Thursday, which does seem being in a position of winning one one day in the whole of the mid, the first half of the Premier League. Um, on this one from Jamie, I don't know how accurate they are, but I've seen some figures released. Opening, opening night of the Premier League was 200,000. And then... By the week four, it dropped to 97,000. Yeah, it... Yeah, I, I say how accurate they are, I don't know. But I've, I've seen those numbers out in the public domain by a few different 
sources, um, over a 50% drop since night one to night four is worrying. I'm not sure if that night four is the week where it has moved to mix because of the rugby. I cannot remember. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. But I, I know it was one of the weeks. I'm not sure which week that was. But even still, to, to lose half your audience in three weeks. Yeah. Because let's be honest, the viewer figures were the justification to keep this how it is. The, the feedback from in-crowd, never actually seen them conduct any, I'll be completely honest. Maybe they're monitoring social media posts and positive from people that have attended. And the viewing figures were the justification to keep the format to what they changed it to. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it didn't work at all. Uh, the other thing, Chris Dobie. Much has been made that he can't buy a win right now. However, performances are actually very good. And if you go through it, just of the quarterfinals, he's probably got one of the highest running averages. But can't buy a win. Yeah, Aspinall took out some ridiculous finishes in, in, in that game. And welcome to the Premier League almost. Let's be honest, though, that has been the story of Chris Dobie's career for the last 18 months. And when we're hearing Matt Porter say that Luke Humphreys isn't ready, a win at the Masters perhaps hasn't changed that for Chris Dobie either. First week, riding on a high. Look, tough game this week against Michael Smith. Next week, he rolls into Newcastle. If he hasn't won in seven weeks, that pressure will be massive in front of that home crowd, no matter how much they try and carry him and build him up. Because... Now that Peter Wright's got a win on the board as well, that longest streak without a win, all eyes will turn to Chris Derby. Like, Peter Wright, one win on the board now, final changes, darts, etc. He will have less attention on him because he's got that got that W. Well, and, and to add to that, Dob, if he doesn't win this week, the chances are he's either going to play MVG if Peter Wright does and wins the week, or it's going to be Michael Smith for them. Potentially, yeah. obviously, if Michael Smith beats him, he's in a stunned position to be second. So the, the next two weeks are... What normally, if you look at a lead table and someone's towards the bottom, it's classed as a free hit. For yeah. Chris Dolby, you sort of feel like he needs a win in one of these yeah. next two, or he's in a position where it is just fighting for a one-nightly title and not staying in that playoffs. Well, let's be fair, he doesn't want to play Michael Van Gerwen in Newcastle. No, it's an absolute disaster right now. Which, yeah, which if he falls to eighth, would be a possibility, which makes this result against Michael Smith even bigger. Like Peter Wright's playing Michael Van Gerwen. If Peter Wright does a job on Van Gerwen, issues. The, yeah. the only the only positive of playing Michael, I guess, is just the fact that you're going to be on first, and I think that isn't a bad thing when you know the order, you know your timing of your preparation. That's probably the only positive that you can take about playing MVG in the Premier League. Is you know for that night you are going to be on first as the draw uh, bracket order. That is the only positive. Other than that, you you want to be avoiding him at all costs. Yeah, look, absolutely. Look, I'm going to put the put the table up already. Michael Van Gerwen, we'll, we'll, we'll play the clip shortly, but Michael Van Gerwen is telling everyone he is in the playoffs. He's already going to the 0-2. And look, just looking at those numbers, I know we're only six nights in. It's hard to argue. Look at the, like, one, the points, and two, the leg difference. Ridiculous. He's plus 28 better than anyone. Yeah, because even if he takes three 6-0 losses, he's still 10 legs better off than anybody else. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, he's, he seems to have just found that form, and it's it's hard to 
it's hard to predict him not picking up a night and it's one of them similar to sort of Johnny's form last year with finals that if he's, you're not going to predict him to win it, you fully expect him to be in that final. He's just in that sort of form at the moment that it's it will take something special you would think to beat him. Yeah, oh, look, I, especially, especially weirdly, especially in this shorter format. Normally, we talked about an MVG back in the day, Phil Taylor of the London format is where you can't get anywhere near him. But it seems to be this short format is just shoot is just suiting Michael at the minute. Yeah, and look, we this this was our worry that someone was going to walk away with it. And Michael Van Gogh has now won three three nights in a row and lost in a, a final as well. This is this was the worry, and right now it's playing out. Yeah, and I guess the absence of somebody, just one other to go toe to toe with him. Gezi's done it a couple of times, come out on the wrong end of it. The injury seems to have come to Michael Smith at the complete wrong time because the way that he settled into this campaign, I thought, all right, loses to Van Gogh in first week, bounced back pretty nicely week two. Um, just been expecting a bit more from Bully Boy as, as the world champion, but he just seems to be going through the motions because. This is a very, very long phase. Look, you can get all the work done now and build yourself up and, and run yourself into the ground a bit, given that pro tours are back and your <laughs> tours are back, etc. Or you can spread it out, keep accumulating points, put the effort in for two or three weeks, knowing that you're still in contention, put yourself in finals and go on and win it. Because the league phase winner in this format hasn't won for God knows how long. Yeah, in fairness to Bully Boy this, this week, he almost didn't play. He'd been, he got home from the UK Open and had been in bed for three days. Not well at all. So to, he, he was amazed he even got to the final. Um, so, yeah, in fairness, he, he almost didn't play. Um, quick one before we play the clip. Uh, Wayne is fine. He's had some a minor operation. Um, we'll be back on screen shortly. Uh, but we've got two clips to play. We've got one from Dimitri, because we get to, they they bring one one of the losers in for us. We've got Dimitri this week and Michael. We'll do MBG first. Two foot. Damn you there. Of course I'm there. Don't ask me uh, stupid questions. Come on. We know last year when you were guaranteed a playoff place, you, you switched off and you said it was hard to get motivated. Is that going to be a factor this year? Because no, there's, there's no winner's bonus for winning the, the table. No, no can I, I, I feel sick about stay home. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, you want to you wanna put a record in points, you know what I mean? I, I love to play for big crowds and that's why you have in the Premier League. And, um, I won three now. We only... It was week six. Yeah. Exactly. So still like 11, 12 to go. So up to the next one. Losing, but in the long run, will that be no, a good... No, no, like losing is a bad word. I hate losing. Hate losing. But will that do you good in the long run? Because you don't like to feel that pain again. Really, but it's, it's, it's a marathon. Everyone knows that. And you need to keep your focus going. And yeah, it's one of them things. Happens. It's going to happen a lot more to me. So you need to remain focused. That's, uh, I think, key. Did you see the way his body language shifted when he said there's still 11 or 12 weeks of this to go? Yeah. Forget the rest of it. That's, that's bog standard for Michael. Even he is going, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> language, Jack. Language. He, um, yeah, he, 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 you could see he was like, this is only week six. <laughs> um, but look. Let me say the right things. Let me say the right things. And the cogs in his head are just going off. 
Christ. Yeah, this is hard. Um, and this is Dimitri. This this was actually quite good from Dimitri. He spoke well. I think tonight was one of my yeah weakest games. I think that's the right way to say the weakest game. Uh, the only thing I can do now is bounce back stronger. I know I'm playing really well. Uh, I just had a really tough week as well behind me in, in the UK Open and Exeter. Uh, I've done a really good job um, against Chris, jo uh, Chris Doby in the first round of um, Exeter. And then I managed to get myself into the semi-finals of the UK Open. So it's all about hard work. Take out the positives. It wasn't meant to be tonight. I really wanted it, but hey, I'm a human being. Very simple. I like that honest assessment from Dimitri. There was no, I was unlucky. It was one of my weakest. I see. Yeah. I think we've seen more losers than in, in darts. One sport where we don't really get it. Yeah. Um, so, from there, also on the Thursday, the news dropped, and it is the news that everyone and everyone has been craving Doubles all the way in the World Cup. About time. About time. So good. And also group stages in round one, uh, round robin, so the teams aren't just going there for, for one game. An extra session the Friday afternoon. Everyone is excited by this, aren't they? Yeah. All round, not just the doubles only. I'm a huge fan of the group stage. Um, I just think all round the announcement is very good. More nations. Um, I'm sure we'll hear Dob Dob French in a minute and and give his best accents on that news. But it's just all round great news. I can't wait for it. Do you know what? any other week I'd be all over it, but they bash us in the rugby, so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, do you know what they, they, the the French team absolutely deserve to be there. I like the fact Latin America is going to be a qualifier. I think that Brazil have had enough opportunities now um, that haven't materialised into a growth at grassroots level or participation at pro level. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Ukraine. Not really sure when you've got the likes of Greece not playing. I appreciate that they have... I can't remember what the tour is called now. Um, that includes Russia and Belarus. Obviously still... What, are they banned? I suppose from competing as a country they are. They can play under neutral flags. So you're not about to bring in a neutral team. Um, wasn't that impressed by what we saw with their players um, at the World Championship. But... The rest of it, I quite like. Yeah. Um, do we think that now, more than any other, that it is so important for team camaraderie? Because before, we've seen teams that have not been the best of mates. They don't dislike each other, but they wouldn't be sitting with each other on pro tours and got, got through round one because they were better than everyone else or better than what was in front of them, and then relied on winning two singles, where now that buffer isn't there. It is purely a team game now. Yeah, it's huge. I, I, it's And it's not about it's not about being pally and friends all the time. We see some of the greatest sporting teams don't want to be successful, and then you find out that some of the players don't really like each other. It's not about the life. It's about doing it for your country. 
and and getting over that line and it's making sure whatever happens on that Sunday, you are lifting that trophy. You don't need to see eye to eye, but you need to find a way that weekend to win. And you need to find a way even more so now to win as a team because it's not about um it's not as important now about the pits around the tapping and who goes first and all that sort of stuff. We don't really see that as much in the doubles. It, it was more around the singles about who you're gonna put first. It's it's gonna be a lot more around making sure you are working as a team for yeah. that weekend. It's uh, so we we'll hope you are good. Um yeah, no, look, I absolutely I completely agree that now this is takes a lot of thinking and, and a lot of working out in terms of we see pairs where there's certain players that love tops and tens and the other guy loves eights and sixteens. Yeah. So this, this, this is real thought process has to go into this now. Yeah, you you could potentially see that with like a I know they're not in the positions yet, but you could see it with a Michael Smith and Luke Humphreys is an example. Smith's predominantly a twenties and tens, Luke Humphreys is predominantly bottom left of the board. It's just thinking about your opponent and like I said, it's it's not it's not about being the best of friends to win it. It's great if you are, it puts you in it gives you an extra percent, surely it does, but it's just about making sure you are working as a team for us. I think the Welsh are the biggest standout for me in that regard. <clears throat> Johnny Clayton is one of the best double sixteen hitters in the world. Going price cannot stand it and we'll go twenties, tens, double twelves. Because actually, in terms of camaraderie and getting on and playing as a team and as a pair and the scoring power and the ability to to dig each other out of trouble and fire in a big finish and not be overly concerned about rhythm of the game and, and throw in once every four times instead of once every two, I'd make them massive favourites. Yeah. In the world rankings, I think they're pretty comfortable. You talk about teammates getting on as well. I'm, I'm not convinced that the Dutch team might be as as friendly as they possibly could be. If the Scots get going, there's a chance the resurgent Gary Anderson right now, but depends which Peter Wright turns up at the moment. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Well, interesting one from, from Will here, that obviously USA and Canada, they still play tons of pairs events as well. Yeah, they and, it, and it, it, I, I believe it does give them an advantage, but you've also they'll be able to throw the darts and to the store in throughout because the one of the important parts of dub, uh, doubles dart is you storing because you're standing back so far that you haven't got the rhythm, especially with certain players. You need to be used to down at the board and very quick. You talked about slow players in darts, but you don't think sometimes you're waiting for free players. And if you've got a slow player in that team, it can be so important. But it gives them the edge just to play, but not as much as probably that camaraderie does, I think. The only thing I'll miss from not having the singles is the player cam. <laughs> Watching the other guy go through the mill. That's the only bit that, that I'll miss. We'll, <laughs> but, we'll, get that, we'll get that, but even more, because they're yeah. on the stage with us. They're on stage, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll get that even um, more. Just think back to the the uh, Aussie-England final. That had it all, and there was all four of them were on stage there. That's the, there's a good question here from uh, Jamie. And Will, you might be able to answer this. I don't know. Who's going to play with Jules Van Dongen? And I don't mean this disrespectfully, but I actually think America would be stronger having two non-tour card holders. And I don't mean that horribly, but I just think that Gates and Baggish 
are arguably a better pair. Both play in a lot more steel tip in this environment. Not necessarily in every environment, not necessarily in the CDC, but in, in the UK environment. How do they decide? Yeah, I, I don't know. Is there a, a a playoff through the CDC for it, perhaps? Or is it whoever's top of the, the CDC order of merit at the time of selection? Seems like a good way to do it and not just a... Uh... Well, well, the, the, the fact that, to our bets instead of why. Well, the fact that, that there is there is an affiliate tour with the PDC that would make sense. Uh, Will's again, it's great having Will in. Uh, Baggage's current number one CDC or on merit. Uh, so by the look of it, it's the whoever's top of the CDC order of merit will play with Jules Van Dongen. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we do talk about the, the, the partnership of Dayton and Badish. However, how many times have we said that we've got people on the tour who have not got a team in the World Cup? So it's only right if we've got a tour card holder in that country. That I, mean, yeah, no, no, I, I, I understand <laughs> it. I, I, and it will be Jules. And I, and I don't mean that horribly. Yeah, exactly. I just think, for like we said, for chemistry and everything like that, that Gates and Baggish for a doubles would arguably be a better pair. Yeah, yeah. Everything that goes with it. Um, also, there's a couple of very cynical people in here as well. I think one of them was James. Yeah, there it is. And there's another one. And those main route to the slam. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, where is it as well? Uh, Hendy as well. Yeah, look. It, it, it is a route to the slam. Get to the final and... You're there. Look, we're, we're, we're going to come on to that man um, shortly, and yes, we are going to we, we we are going to talk about that man in a minute. We've got a clip to play from Matt Porter as well. We'll play that one. It's, it's very exciting for us to give them two bites of the cherry with group stages in the first round is very exciting um, and also you know to, to move to an all doubles format is something that I know a lot of people have been talking about for a long time um, you know whether whether it remains the time time will tell whether it proves to be exactly the right decision but you know again we're, we're always happy to try things and I think that you know the feedback um, and the, the, the comments that we had about this format shows that it, it, it could well be the uh, you know the right move for the event. That bloody survey worked. <laughs> it was survey. I'm glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad I filled it in with 100 different accounts. <laughs> I've got Gmail accounts to make up in a day. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, just, just on that, we, we talk about that most, most nations are locked in. Look, that we know that Wright and Ando are, are probably there. The Welsh definitely locked. But the interesting one is the English pair. We know Michael Smith will captain England. However, there's a little battle ensuing between Rob Cross and Luke Humphreys for this final spot, and there is nothing between them. Six grand at the minute. Yeah. There's no race. There's no... We need a World Cup race in dance <laughs> rankings, if you're listening. Bo Greaves need to be dark green, and we need a World Cup pairs race. Top two. For countries that have more than one tour, more than two tour card holders, yeah, but yeah, um, but yeah, that, that's an interesting little battle ensuing. 
I suppose the, the other interesting cynical thing that everyone picked up on, and I think it's the Jamie's put it there in the comments as well, and I think we said it in our chat interestingly, that Noppet's on the poster and MVG's not. Michael didn't play last year because of the operation to his wrist. Do we think he's going to swerve it? Or... Depends on the schedule, doesn't it? I mean, we've spoken about the logistical nightmare that is the next few weeks of the Premier League, in and out of Germany and staying in Germany and then Netherlands, Austria, back to the UK to go back to the Netherlands instead of Netherlands, Netherlands, UK, Austria. Um, potentially. If, if it's, He's not really had a great deal of success in this tournament since Barney stepped away. Yeah. There's been a lot of burden for him to shoulder as, as team captain and the best player in the world and, and whatever else over that duration. Um, and now it is all pairs as well. The impact he can have is, is probably lessened. Looking at the schedule, with it being all in Germany, 15th to 18th, but before that he plays championship 12th and 13th, surely that means that he's more likely to play in it than not. To stick around, potentially. Because if you're there, if you're there for the players' championships, you've only got a two-day wait. A day travelling. I don't know how far he'll design front thirties, but you've only got two days then until that World Cup starts. Three days, I'm guessing, if they are a seed, so they want Tommy to play until the Friday. I'm guessing, if that's right. I think so. Yeah, so it's three days, but you are in Germany, so it's not more travelling. Yeah, it's... I think he will be there, but it's certainly not um, people talking with him not being on the poster. Like we said about team camaraderie, um, more than once he said that, and obviously Danny also accused Michael of cheating at the World Grand Prix eighteen months ago as well. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that was what I'm saying. Like you're playing pairs now. There's no singles. There's no bail you out or anything like that. Might just go now, nah, bugger it. Yeah, um, that's a good question, James. I'm not quite sure when the cutoff is because it wasn't in the press release. So I will try and find I mean, out. That they've got better players in. You would, <laughs> you would think was that, cynical, was that cynical of me? I've only it only sounds like a calendar up in front of me. There's a a Euro tour at the end of May, and then there's not an event until the two players championships, which are the days before the World Cup. Which I yeah, I would assume it was that Euro Tour then. I would assume the Euro Tour will be the top-off at the end of May because it then still gives you three weeks before the World Cup starts. That would seem to make logical sense. However, there's a reason they've probably not put that in there. Yeah, the other one that keeps coming up in the chat room as well is, will Josh Rock play for Northern Ireland? Unlikely. No. Um, he's got to make 57k up on Daryl Gurney which is equivalent, he'd probably have to win two Euro Tours and a couple of Pro Tours or three Euro Tours. or So, doable. Not impossible, but unlikely. I went looking for Brendan Dolan's name. I thought the gap was bigger, but Dolan's 30 grand ahead of... Yeah. Shit! Yeah, Gurney's the one at risk, not not Dolan. (laughs) It would be Brendan Dolan. Isn't Dolan in all but one Euro tour so far? I'm sure. Something like that there. as well. Yeah, Gurney's yeah, qualified for a lot as well. Five from six minimum. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah, look, it's 
it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm just looking. What's because I was looking at dirt catcher Noppy, but he's 80 grand behind 70 something. 77. Liam brings a point up here as well. And I don't, because I haven't had chance to catch up properly with the Asian tour from the weekend. Good ride. But that must be a possible... She she did okay, didn't she? She got to a quarter... Mm -hmm. I saw she got to a quarter final. Starts rankings need some... I, I would be all for it. We, I know we've mentioned it before um, in sort of different sort of format competition, similar to what the Snooter did, but from a Tundra perspective, how good would it be if Matura was representing Japan? Yeah. It would just be that. And she's, she's playing, I don't want to say well enough without seeing the Asian tour, but like it says, looking at the results, she's certainly putting a name into the mix if there's not in that top bracket at the moment. Yeah, it's not um, updated on the PDC Asian Tour website. I tell you, it's firing links back and forth between the PDC Asia website. Oh, there it is. And whilst we're on the World Cup, perfect timing. The one and only Mr. Damon Hetter joins us. The hey. heat is in the house. G'day, g'day. You can hear me fine. All good. Yeah, we've, 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 good. Got, you, we've got you. Oh, happy days. We're on. We're just talking about the, the World Cup, and as one half of the defending. Champions, how excited are you for the move to Pairs Only? Oh, give the people what they want, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we were talking about this and, and we think it helps. And we're going to ask you, now it comes to Pairs Only, is team camaraderie now more important than ever before? Because the singles isn't there to bail teams out that may not see eye to eye. Yeah, that's it. When you're when you're playing doubles up there, you gotta have belief in the other player and you just have that, that banter and you feel more relaxed up there. And if you can do that with someone you know or and you're trying to do it with someone you don't know, you, yeah, I think you, you play a different game. Obviously, it's been a whirlwind year for you, Damon, winning the World Cup with Simon, getting to go home more than more than anything for the World Series. But what what, what was that like being introduced? back home in Australia as the World Cup champion. Yeah, it was massive. It wasn't even, I don't even think it was like the darts where, where I got introduced. I think it was just when I went home and just seeing random people at like pubs and stuff when I went out for food and, and people were just like, oh, you're that dude on TV, won the darts. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> never really got that before. Like back home, it wasn't, yeah, I just felt like it's, yeah, it made darts a bit bigger in Australia. So yeah, it was massive. What was it like going home as well? Because we know you got stranded in the UK for for two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, that was, yeah, absolutely massive. I didn't even really throw darts. Like, I think every day I was I was out for lunch with someone and then I was out for dinner with someone. And man, I just wanted to chill at home for a little bit as well. And I should have just had one big party and just got people to come see me rather than going else, elsewhere. And then uh, before I knew it, uh, like, I think I was home for a good 10, 11 days before the darts started again. And then, yeah, the darts was just right there again. I just, yeah, I didn't have, I was flat out the whole time. So I think this year, I think I'll take a bit more laid back approach and uh, I'll go home for, uh, I think probably about the same time. Uh, I think maybe before, maybe after, I'm not too sure. I think maybe after because the New Zealand's first 
and then Australia. So I think after I might stay back for like two weeks maybe or, or even a week, I don't know, and just tell people that, yeah, come see me if you want to see me. <laughs> I think travelling that many miles back home, I'm sure people could make a little bit of effort. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. I want to ask you, David, about your living arrangement here in the UK, sharing with Dimitri Vandenberg. We've seen him speed up his pace a little bit as a player recently. Is that uh, is that something you've noticed in practice? Does it look like he's speeding up? I was going to say, we might have across the back. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I was like, you why I put myself through this, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, he's all right, eh? He's all right. He's one of the good guys. You need to say no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we'll have another chat later. <laughs> uh, Is it cool to have that practice partner just in the room next to you, though? Like, yeah, Sam, we're going to put a couple of hours on the board right now and, and it be of a decent level. Yeah, it's massive, um, especially like uh, like when the COVID stuff was happening when we're throwing darts and stuff. And then, yeah, we had Jose stay every every other week. Um, man, it was massive. You, you, every time you went to the board, you know, the other dude would come or, yeah. But then when it's just me and Dimi, we set our routines where we would have like a daytime session for just over two hours and then we'd have a nighttime session just over two hours. So. Yeah, and it's pretty it's pretty decent. Just like you have to be on your game all the time. So um I mean when he's here anyway, half the time he's not here. So <laughs> it's been boring by myself a little bit. <laughs> do you think do you think having, having someone like Dimi there and as you mentioned, Jose there had such an impact on your, your form last year, especially on the floor, because your your floor form was just ridiculous throughout the year. And currently I think second in the rankings of the Euro tour just shows how well you performed last year. Do you think that really had an impact on that, having Dimi and Jose around? Yeah, I think so. I think it helped all, all three of us just to have that consistency, I think, um, was, yeah, it was real top-notch because if you can just do it here, you, you, you're sort of just relaxed everywhere else because it, it's just going to happen for you, I guess. Um, you, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get that a lot unless you make the effort with, with the other players and, and if they're up for it where... Yeah, a lot of people just like to practice on their own, and uh, I don't know too many that like practicing every time, every week, and um, so that that's pretty much why we have we made the move to to be together, and so we can focus on the darts and keep that high level intensity going all the time. And if you can do it here, it just becomes adaptable, and you just know what to expect when you go up there. It's the same sort of the same level all the time. Um. Being in the UK, I remember we spoke, Damon, when you when you first come over, and your plan was very clear. It was get in, make your money, set yourself up back in Australia, and go home. The fact that you've taken to life so well as a pro has that maybe changed a little bit of, of you know thinking of can you combine the two lifestyles? Maybe spending three or four months in Australia and nine in the UK to play is that something that's changed? <laughs> I think I think like an end goal. Um, I don't know. I'd think if I'd just be here for say seven to ten up in the top, at least the top twenty-four, um, because I think that's decent enough money where it, it's make it worthwhile. Because you go a lot less than that, say thirty-two and below. I don't know if that's really cuts the mustard of 
um, I could just work for a living and sort of make sort of the same money. You know what I mean? So I'll be missing yeah, yeah. out on family and friends. So I think, I think, I think an end term goal would be say at, um, I don't know, seven, 10 years. And I've done everything I needed to do. So, um, you know, top 10, top four, and I've been like Premier League a couple of times or something like that. Maybe do like a Gary Anderson or a thing and just come back and play majors or something if I'm still up in the rankings and then just slowly fade away or if, if need be. And but I just know it, after that time, um, it, you know, it's not just me that I'm sacrificing my time, it's it's um mostly my wife as well. So yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure she'll get sick of it quite then. <laughs> so, how yeah. big is is having Megan there for you? Obviously, I spent a lot of time with with Kyle who made a very similar step to you before and, and Tara and Charles and. And the family opted to, to go home at a time through that journey and and that became quite difficult for, for Kyle at times but how, how massive is that having Megan there for you instead yeah I don't I wouldn't be here if she wasn't here put it that way it's just it's too much I I, I she went home for like um three or four weeks or something and that's and I go and win a world cup when she's not here well done <laughs> <laughs> like it didn't mean to happen that way but it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but no, I don't think I could, mate. Um, yeah, it's just it's absolute. It's an it's an absolute must. You can't have that on the back. You, you're not going to be a hundred percent. And yeah, and she does it all for me. So happy days. You know, everyone's waiting now for me to go back to Australia for that one week, and everyone's <laughs> going to be backing Damon to win that tournament. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Set the expectation no. there by just winning the World Cup. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't even think it's that. Like we, I think the last what, what did we play last. Um, what I mean, I've played three. Haven't yeah, so I've played, and when I mean, we've done quite well, to be honest. Like uh, the only people we've lost to is is Wales. All that's all I've lost to is Wales. So as long as we don't run into them until the end, then we're we're good to go. <laughs> You've been in and around the, the top sixteen for the last year. What's the next step and what, what do you feel you've got to do to then break that mould and go from 16 to 10 and, and beyond? Yeah, my, my next goal is is 10 by the end of the year. Um, I've got, uh, ranking-wise, I've got a lot to gain um, and, it, and I've, I feel I could comfortably do it. But uh, obviously, it's just not been the, the greatest start to the year, that's for sure. But um, I know, like, it's only the start of the year. So all the good stuff is towards the back end and... Maybe that's when I'll turn up. Then I'll um, <laughs> start hitting the, the big stuff. The thing is that that's the the biggest bonus with myself at the moment is the the big stuff. I've, I'm defending nothing. I'd be I'm gonna be in the tournaments. So as long as I win, you know, one game, two games, three games, oh, I've got a massive gain. So I think it's very achievable, and um, I always put the work in and all that. So um, yeah, just need to tinker with a few things, and things will happen for me. I think. You're not going to do a full Peter right? Oh, no, not, not that ridiculous, no. <laughs> uh, I don't think I can do that. Jeez. I'm what's playing your... a lot with the things I've got at the moment, so I'll just stick with them. Say, what's your mentality approaching the TV events this year? Obviously, a lot of the talk last year was about the difference in, in perhaps form or performances compared to floor and TV for yourself. Was that something you were consciously aware of? And, and does that change how you approach this year oh, i think it was just i think i had some bad i wouldn't say bad draws but like i played well in in a few things and it just didn't happen for me but i knew i played well and and then when i didn't play well it obviously goes out the window but i 
I know that it's all there and that and I've I've um I've worked on a like the first Euro tour I treated that like how to approach my TV game uh, a bit better you could say but I I put a lot of down to it like my wife keeps telling me it's always down to uh my attitude and persona on stage I've got to be when I won things so I won like when I won the Gibraltar when I won the World Cup and that watching them back and then watching other TVs where I've lost first round watching that um I'm two different people um I'm either fully committed focused um all tunnel vision and I'm I'm trying too hard and darts are crap but then when I'm just relaxed I'm happy I'm having a joke uh, and it feels like I'm not concentrated and things are happening it's <laughs> so I need to be more upbeat and just just be yeah more myself you could say but not to not to get focused on every dart is a must and every dart needs to go in and it, it brings myself down so I just need to yeah loosen up throw with a bit more of a rhythm let the darts do the talking so to say Got some listener questions for you, mate, as well. Uh, what's Damon's favourite tournament to play in and why? Oh, <laughs> oh I think it's uh, the World Series. Get to go home in front of my own crowd and, <laughs> and not get booed a couple of times. <laughs> the reigning World Cup uh, champion has not said the World Cup. Disappointed, Damon. <laughs> no, it's always... They say always that if they were the seeded in the top four. <laughs> uh, what three things do you miss most about Australia? Oh, just the least amount of people there. Where he is, just busy, isn't it crazy? Back home's just laid back. You can, yeah, you go to the shop and it's not a rush around there. Um, I think the food food tastes a bit different as well. Um, uh, I don't know, more. I would say fresh, but yeah, I, I just think the foods really good back home and uh yeah i don't know probably just yeah just my family and friends just being with all them what does a typical practice session between you and demi look like yeah we're pretty focused eh? we we work on our own game and we we always when it's against each other we always want to beat each other um we take it take it a bit serious and when we we do a lot of checkout games uh mostly work on our doubles not so much scoring and then in the nighttime session, that's when we'll play the games, 501 cricket and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's serious business. So yeah, and that's how we treat it. Uh, when you won your tour card, have you exceeded your expectations? Yeah, 100%. Um, especially when the goal was for two years, just make the 64. It, like that was, that seemed like the big deal. But once I, once I did it, it just felt like I set the bar too low because I, yeah, I could bring so much more and, and needed to be where I need to be for me to stay here. You know what I mean? Like I said, I need to be that top 32 plus just to, that's where I want to be. You know what I mean? I, I, I could live comfortably, probably, you probably could live comfortably 64 and above, but I'm not here for comfortable. I'm here to do some business and uh, get some wins on the belt and piss off early. <laughs> Damo, we saw we saw um your post being at Old Trafford a couple of weeks back. So a question for you. English okay. football or Australian football? Oh, the, the thing is about the English football is when you're here, it's all everyone talks about. You go to the pub, it's anyone talks. So I've had to like 
I didn't even know anything about English football until I came here. I, I never really watched it, nothing. So I had to get involved and know the players. And the easiest way to do that was to get on the, the fantasy football league. <laughs> I'm on there. I'm doing all right. So, um, and then, yeah, you get talking and you know the players a bit better and, and all that. Yeah. So, but I straight up, yeah, I like Aussie rules compared to English football. That's how I learned the NFL, to be fair, fantasy. This is, this, this is an interesting one from, from a technical point of view. And, and there may not be an answer to it, but Johnny says, why do you, um, many Australian plays, players use a front-weighted dart? Obviously, yours are quite front-ended. Whitlock, Carl used to even Corin. Is there any particular reason? Ah, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bit out there. Yeah, <laughs> I think someone's reading it. not be a reason, but it's, it's something that's been picked up on. Yeah, we. I don't know. I think um, I've, I haven't always had it. I think I started with a straight barrel, um, and then I just slowly progressed into yeah having something a little bit front loaded. Uh, weird. <laughs> this always one. Oh, is Basball going to win the Ashes? <laughs> you know what's happening. You know what's happening. <laughs> oh, I can't wait! It's going to be awesome. I got tickets I, I, to, uh, I think it was the first day at Headingley. Nice. Yeah, so looking forward to I'm looking to, forward to it. Yeah, I'm I think Smithy's playing for uh, Sussex for about three games. But yeah. I've I got to see when yeah, and where sure and see that. if I could just go and have a watch. Yeah, yeah I, I, only the English would let Australians' best batsmen come and warm up in, in the country. <laughs> well, Marnus, is, Marnus is over here as well. So, yeah. yeah, what those two really is more time in the middle. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. That's it. Could, could you imagine Ben Stokes asking one of the Aussie teams, can I come over for three weeks and have a, <laughs> and have a knock? <laughs> Off the plate for Victoria. Hey, New Zealand would let Stokes in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, do, you, um, do you miss Australian sport in general as well? Because you, you seem to like most sports. Yeah, so before, before I took the dart serious um, in the... I was at 18 just after uh, I was playing outdoor cricket just like in D grade um, I, and the only reason I played that was like man I'm starting you know I'm, I was getting like 30 and I'm like yeah if I've got to play sports and the one I wanted I wanted to play I wanted to go back to, like have a season of rugby or something just to see how it would go but then you know you get an injury then you're out for six months or something you, your bones take a little bit longer to heal so but no, I enjoyed, yeah, I enjoy playing all sports. I grew up playing sports every Saturday, Sunday, training three nights a week. And oh, I love it, mate. I love all, all the sports. And yeah. Is there a little seven aside between you, Gazzy, and Johnny? Sorted then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be massive, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, last one from us, because you've been absolutely superb, Damon. One from Craig says, if the PDC did a mixed doubles competition, who would your choice be to play with? Oh, well, at the moment, uh, performance wise, I think Bo Greaves, and I'd let her just go first and I'll throw left hand. <laughs> she is cooking, isn't she? Oh, my days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Damon, absolute pleasure to have you on the live lounge, mate. Thank you very much for taking time out your evening to, to jump on, as always. We massively appreciate it. Ah, massive. Cheers. Appreciate it. Cheers, Damon. Thank you very much. Thank you, Damon, the one, the only, Mr. Damon Hetter. What a ledge. He was a great guest. The perfect timing with the World Cup news. Perfect yeah. timing. And um, it, it, it's good to see. I know we mentioned it's what the fans want. 
with the news, but it's it seems to be that the the players, especially Damon, are taking it on board that it's what everyone wants to see. So they're involved in the World Cup. Does it will win more for me or win more viewers? Yeah, a couple of years ago, when I said it was my favourite event, I got laughed out of the room. It's very, very close to... It's moving up in people's estimation at the minute, I think. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I got the I got the bite because I said it was one of my least favourite and it's automatically yeah. moved to my, one of my favourites. That's just based on looking forward to seeing what we see on a, a Thursday night to actually what we're going to now see throughout the whole tournament. Yes, we'd see the odd dame on the Saturday afternoon and maybe the Sunday afternoon, but it tended to be... Now we're going to see that throughout it just. I know what we're going to move on to next, so I'm trying to talk about the World Cup for as long as possible because I'm being really positive. Funny you should mention that. Um, I don't know what's coming next. This dropped... Look, I think most people, if we're being honest, were expecting this, but not to drop in the manner that it did. Would that be a fair assumption that late last week we just saw... Years of sporting or darting history just thrown onto an online auction site. Um, the World Masters trophies, the, the BDO men's and women's. Uh, I've, only, I've only just screenshotted this one, uh, obviously, but you have the Gold Cup singles, the Gold Cup pairs. Um, just, just years and years of history just almost cast aside, it feels. Yeah, not cast aside. I guess uh, we we sort of all knew this was coming. Look, if you're yeah. on company's house, you can see that BDO Limited or Enterprises or whichever one of those companies owe an awful lot of money. The other one is defunct, basically. Only one of the trophies has significant, significant bidding on it. The World Championship trophy is currently over seventeen thousand pound. Plus, you'll have to pay nineteen point two percent tax and everything else on top of that. Everything else, I think there's one for a couple of thousand. There's the rest are around 1,500 at most. Some are still at their, their starting bidding price. Um, it, it's an incredibly sad time for the sport. The thing I guess I'm, I'm most disappointed at is that the people that took the BDO to that ending just, just didn't say anything. There's not an awful lot they can do. Once it's in the hand of... Um, administrators mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé Irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. It's inevitable that it just has to go out for auction, right? But there was no warning to darts fans. For, for people that allegedly cared about the sport for so long, 
and did their best for the sport and uh, uh, darts fans and, and blah, 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 to not have given any sort of heads up or preparation or or any sort of measured effort to go, right, unfortunately, this is what's going to happen. It's out of our hands. However, we feel that these trophies do have a rightful place somewhere and we can coordinate an effort so that the costs of that are taken back to match whatever's owed and these trophies end up in the rightful places. And there was none of it, not even an acknowledgement. There was a, a post on Facebook saying that they didn't care about the abuse they were getting or the hate they were suddenly getting again because they don't go on social media which was strange because it was posted on social media. Um, <laughs> and then there was a rant a week later about how long Paula had to wait for a, a final at an open event after his name was wrongly put in the hat or something, which I'm not <laughs> sure if that bit's true, but that's inevitable at open events, when the, when, whether that's scheduling or, or whatever else. It, it's just a sad state of affairs right now. Yeah, and look, I, I completely agree. Look, look, we all knew this was coming and being in Liverpool last week there was a couple of um, journalists that, that write for national newspapers they contacted the um, auction site and the liquidators there is around 70 creditors that the newspapers were told they weren't given a list of who they were but there's around 70 creditors that, that are owed money by the, the, the BDO it shouldn't have ever got to that stage. It, you know, it. We we talked about, we've spoke positive and negative about every organisation. We've been quite said quite a lot of negative. I'd say recently about the WDF. We have at stages about the PDC. However, this just takes it all to a new level completely. This is just off the styles. This is history of however many years we're going back. You know, before I was even born, some of these trophies were being played for. It means so much to so many people. We we could easily go back and can't remember what episode it was. Listen to John O'Shea being on the show and how much it meant to him. Who was a who was a current champion? But you've seen the reaction of people like Glenn Durant just going on social media and how disappointed they are. I know Nico put on about it as well. There's so many players, and not even players who lifted it. Players who who dreamt about lifting that trophy, now it can be purchased by anyone who's not the right money to purchase it. It's it's just abysmal, absolutely abysmal that it's got to this stage. It's appalling. You, there's so many words you could use. I'm not going to swear. I'll leave all that to, to Jack to do, especially tonight. But you, I easily feel because when I seen it, I wanted to go and rant everywhere about it. But it is what it is and it really shouldn't be. And they have they have no absolute no right to moan about anything else that happens in the in the uh, dart world. The the pair have absolutely no right because of what they've done to um offer all them trophies. You know the museum idea everyone would love to see, but it's just sad it came to this. I, I just think, like we said, we we knew it was coming. But just something going out prior, look, everyone, or darts yeah, work, yeah. darts family, darts community, whatever you want to call it, that look, these are going to have to be sold to pay creditors. However, yeah. there is an opportunity before it goes that far to to do it and recover the cost before it just went for, for anyone. 
Yeah. What you know was was the WDF contacted to purchase in for their world championship? Was World Seniors contacted? Was any of these contacted around purchasing these before it got to this stage? So there could still be tournaments in place where you could go on and win. Let's be honest. I know we've we've all had a little deed at what the WDF World Championship title looks like. How nice would it be be to have seen the old World Championship be lifted again? Why I, but you know, it's just the fact we're not going to see you. Yeah, um, and look, there's, there's nothing can nothing can be done now. It, it it is what it is. They're they're there. Someone is going to purchase them. I just hope they end up loved and where they should be, not just someone buying them to then try and sell them on to make a quick buck. Yeah, agree. You know, we've we're all sat with sort of with all that memorabilia, we've all that certain thing signed. Me personally, I would hate to have the world championship sat in my room because it shouldn't be here. It should be either with a world championship or in a museum or used at exhibitions or something for photos for fans to enjoy. It it shouldn't be the case that an individual can now go and buy a world championship. Yeah. The thing that's confusing me is there's 70 creditors owed. The last time they submitted their accounts was May 2022. That only showed £1,100 turning due in the next year. Interesting. I'm just going off what the, the obviously the journalists had contacted the the, the, the uh, administrators, liquidators, and, and, that, and that's, that's oh, the information yeah. that they were told. That's creditors. Debtors, uh, 28 grand. Yeah, twenty-eight grand's worth of debt, but obviously has to be satisfied. So they ran at a deficit for twenty-one thousand pound between twenty twenty-one and twenty twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. How, Johnny? We all do because he puts it on social media. <laughs> I know where the original Sid Waddell trophy is as well. It's not a game of where's fucking Wally. No, because he sat in the top corner. Hey! That's you. No, you. With that silly hat on. <laughs> you. <laughs> it's one of you two anyway, so I'm I'm fine in the side of him. Your sick note. So then? Your sick note. <laughs> Go on, Andrew. Um, right. From, from there, we are going to go to the Pro Tour. So make sure you've got darts connect up. Uh, Pro Tour weekend, as always. Um, first of all, I love the Pro Tour. There's some great darts. Oh, all right, fun. <laughs> Sound, yeah, cool. It's fun, isn't it? <laughs> However, just, just one spy darts. Saturday, he may not have won it. Congratulations to Ross Smith. However, <laughs> all about one man. And he went on to qualify for a Euro Tour for the first time in, what is it, seven years? We've had so many false dawns. Um, and we kept saying it about Michael Van Gogh when he was going through his slump. We kept using a certain gif. Is it official, Gob? Is this man back? No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. 
Not quite. Look, signs are very, very good, and this is far more sustained than before. But at any moment, Gary could just go, ah, fuck it, I'm out. Because he still could, let, let's be honest. Yeah. And I just need that little bit more sustained. Look, he, he had an opportunity to beat Ross Smith in that final. All right, first time he's probably played that many legs in a day for a long, long time. Um, I think he was pretty nicely set when he went out on the Sunday. Did he lose to in the end? 6-4 to Ryan Searle. Yeah. Had chances. Then I look at the Euro Tour. 4-2 up on Barney today in a qualification match. Peg back to 5-4. Takes out 1-6-7. Then gets nowhere near him in the deciding leg. Then he has chances to beat Devon Peterson for two legs on the spin and has to use a last leg decider who, with all due respect, is not in great form. Admittedly, that might be an edgy moment. Gary hasn't been for a qualifier for a long, long time. Pro Tours and... Right, there's another one next time. Don't make a massive amount of difference in his ranking, but qualifiers do because it means you've actually got to get up and go somewhere else or you're in another tournament. So, so there might be those few little nerves, but wasn't the most convincing at times there either. But the fact he's battling through games that he otherwise would have lost last year, good sign. Is he back? Oh, I'm, I'm still... I don't want to get my heart broken. I do not want to get my heart broken. I think if we'd have seen this run to a final on TV, I think we'd have it'd be a different conversation. It's not about him winning one. I think if he'd have had that run on TV, I'd be more of a yes. But I'm, and I hate to say it, I'm with negative Dob on this one, but not quite yet. I'm not. I'm. I'm fully behind the Gary back. I just think there's enough signs that one he cares more than anything. But that that's the biggest one for me because natural ability. We've seen him get to world finals. Not giving a shit, but the fact he cares, and he's getting the ump, and the 112 average against Keegan Brand was just majestic. That was vintage. Okay. There were times when he played darts from a completely different planet, but the last time Gary was at this level of determination and, and this kind of level, darts was a different sport. Five years ago was a long time in this sport. There was nowhere near the level of depth at the top of the game. No, I agree that. If Gary rocked up and played like he has this weekend, he would have won both tournaments back-to-back and he would have qualified for both Euro Tours comfortably five years ago because that, that's just the way that darts was. But it's sustained. It's more difficult. There are just relentless pressures. And, and having that ranking pressure on him as well, I guess, because he does want to go and win that slam and, and complete the set. Massive. He's put himself right back in the match play race as well. Which would be good, but then the part of the reason why I'm not going, oh, he's back, is because we've seen this of Adrian Lewis a couple of times, and we've seen this of a couple of other players, Daryl Gurney, etc. Right? He's made five Euro tours out of Six, potentially six out of six. I'm not sure I've got on in the final one or, or anything like that, but all right, you're in. You draw Michael Van Gogh in first round. What's the point? Uh, I don't know if I'm, I would say how Gary Anderson's playing at the moment, MVG would be more of a, I don't want them as one of the seeds. If Ando made it into that top 16, he's the man to fear in that top 16. Oh, one seeded players. Yeah, but there is still that nature of the fact that he's going into everything unseeded. And it doesn't matter how well Gary's playing right now, 
the world and sport seems to conspire against people that are making comebacks in darts. We've seen it often enough. And being unseeded means you're just going to run into tough stuff and he's going to have to go an extra level in a tour and an era of darts that is that much more competitive than the last time he was ready to, to go that extra mile. And sometimes he's going to do absolutely nothing wrong and lose. And when you want it more than anything else, which he seems to do right now, that's tough to take. The, the other one, though, is mentally, if Gary gets himself in that Pro Tour top 16 order of merit, anyone on the other side in that top 16 in the world, they will all be going, I don't care who they are, shit, I do not want Gary Anderson round one at the match play. If all he of them will. he's playing like this, by the way, if he just coasts into yeah. the match play... No, I don't think he does. Still a long way, there's still a long time between now and the match play. Oh, there yeah. is, but and I think he's going to get better. He needs the, the only, the only, only way would, six Euro tours. The only way I would be concerned is if he goes on and wins a pro tour say this weekend and then doesn't do anything else for the rest of it until Blackpool and qualifies. Then, but I, I don't see that at the minute. It's hard not to see that because there can't be that much much fighting him at the moment. And not have that big one coming up. He's going to see the World Cup as an opportunity. Yes, it's a doubles if he plays. I'm assuming he will be back this year. Yeah, yeah. Assuming with the attitude he's got at the moment, he will be playing. Especially that there's he'll already be in Germany. I just feel like, especially with the the lack of TV tournaments and the lack of Euro tours. Let's be honest. He's yes, he's qualified for one, but it's still quite a distance away. That fight around that World Cup and World Match Play time. I think we'll be seeing in a better version of what we've seen there, or a more consistent version, I should say, of what we've seen there, which is dangerous for the rest of the field. Yeah. Let's be honest. How Gary Anderson would it be for him to go and rock up and win that Euro Tour? Or at least make the final day? I don't think anyone would grudge it. I don't think anybody would hate to, to see it, but he might well need to in that match play race because he's given up four more opportunities, five more opportunities on that Euro Tour before he gets to pick up a dart there, which yeah. in the race for the match play is going to be massive. He might be there or thereabouts in that battle and in that contention, but that could be 10, 12 grand gap again just through the Euro Tour, which he's got to make up in Pro Tours alone before he gets his one shot at Euro Tour. Not likely, but it is possible. The fact that he's also entered the Germany Pro Tours is another big statement for me as well. It's the realisation that he has to at the moment. There's no guarantees. Yes. I, I don't think it's, it's not a case of he has to. You don't know. It's not he has to for him because we know the reality. But yeah. he, he wants to be in the match play. He knows right now he has to be in Germany if he wants to be in the match play because there's no guarantees he'll have a great one at the Euro Tour. There's no guarantees you'll go up and because you can have awful draws at the Pro Tour and be done early on. Yes, he's playing well enough that you'd think he would get through some of those. But I think right now the mentality is he has to enter in those to make sure around that time that he's in a strong enough position. Because if he's entered if he's in all of them, if he was entered in all of them right now, you would say that Darry Anderson's a shoe in to qualify. It's the fact that he's missing is it the first four and then the sixth one? Or is it the first five and then he's in the sixth one? That's the difference. Uh, Morgan, I've starred your question. We will come back to that one because that's a good one. Um, so, going back to the actual Pro Tour. What's that? 
Since when can you do that? In StreamYard. Oh, sick. <laughs> Um, just because you're wearing your, just as you're wearing your cap backwards, you can't start throwing out yeah. words like sick. <laughs> it doesn't make you look any everything, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to star James's as well because it goes hand in hand. Um, but yeah, look, Ross Smith. It's got a new toy. Some got a new super, super stuff. Uh, on the Sunday, was all about one man because Dirk Van Dyvenbode literally blitzed his way through the field and. The Obergenius was sensational, boys. Yeah. Did we actually talk about Saturday there? Or did you just talk about Gary for 10 minutes? Just Gary. Because Chris Lambman was exceptional. Martin Lambman was superb and is turning into a very, very competitive dart player. Easily, in my opinion, currently Germany's number one. Yeah. Despite that World Championship semi-final from Clemens. And Barney looked brilliant right up until the moment where he didn't and he was... Horrific. And linking into Sunday, Dirt and Dyvenbader was very, very impressive on Saturday up until the quarterfinal. Similar to Barney, not the same drop-off, but Dirt was so good on Saturday until the um until moving on Sunday with the quarterfinal and final. Similar to what Jamie said there. I know we've not spoken much about Ross Smith. Ross Smith done the flip of that very, very impressive on Sunday with a quarter-final run. However, went on and picked up the title against Darren Anderson, who we've spoke about for 10 minutes, or Phil spoke about for 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, very, very impressive from Ross on Saturday. And then leading dirt into Premier Sunday. Premier League players on the way. Well, his interview was actually quite funny, wasn't it? That made a point of referencing... Beat a load of Premier League players. Yeah. <laughs> Not that and I'm awesome. Like enjoy, enjoy match of the day. <laughs> tonight. He was um he, he, he was a little bit salty, wasn't he? <laughs> Funny thing. Um, now we can talk about Sunday. Uh, yeah, look, Dirk, just ton plus averages for fun, big finishes for fun, and one eighties for fun as well. Um, I know on the stream we spoke about this. I think he's going to go close to a major this year. Been to two finals before? Yeah. World Grand Prix and World Series? Yeah. I'm starting to agree with you. Those final four games in a row were superb. To take out Ian White, 6-0, who is finding some fantastic form himself, by the way. Yeah. Um, absolutely nowhere. Um, Fortunate to watch a couple of his games at the UK Open, and he looked very impressive. The throw looked better than what it's been recently. So, no real surprise to see his two decent runs on Saturday, Sunday, and then followed by Monday. Obviously, qualifying for both. So, very impressive win that. And then I also think to beat Van Gerwen in the quarterfinals was possibly more impressive than the semi or the final. To dispatch him 6-2 in an opponent that he typically tends to have a little bit of a hoodoo against. And he took out two huge ton plus finishes on there as well. I think someone will correct me. One four six was it? I'll say the one four six when Michael had missed four darts to win the leg. Something like that. Yeah, um, was just sensational. Um, also, 
Good to see Graham Usher get into the last 16. Yeah, All the players yeah. that lost in the last 16 on Sunday. It's quite refreshing to see them there. Chris Lamon was superb both days for a player that doesn't have his tour card. Usher's solid. Richard Veenster has settled into Pro Tour life as, as if it's a walk in the park. He's so laid back. It's brilliant. Ian White's solid. Van der Voort is showing glimpses at the, at the moment. Matt Campbell, a welcome run for him. Uh, Jacques Lavre, having not won a game in the PDC <laughs> as a tour card holder since up until this moment, went all the way to the last 16. And Jermaine Watamena, we're starting to see a few more positive results for him alongside Jeff Reed as well. And it, feels, it does feel very 2018 right now. Gary Anderson's looking back. Jermaine Watamena and Jeff Reed as well are on the up. You've got youngsters flying in and, and all sorts. Yeah, interesting. everything he wants. Interesting stat there from Carl. Don't play 37 matches this year. He's averaged higher than his opponent in 34 of them. Is he on top of his game right now? <laughs> Is he? Solid. Which, by contrast, Joe Collin was winning games without being top of his average last year. But, but Dirk's just gone a level above that right now. Yeah, we noticed as well on the stream, because he did play on the stream game, that Ian White has gone back to the old equipment as well. We'd seen him play recently with his new dart that had that very nice diamond pattern and etching all over it. But this weekend, it was back to the old ones, the very the very boring-looking ones, the straight dart with a few blue rings in. He just looks so much more comfortable at the minute. Like says, able, you day open is great for be able to see them up close and the throw, and seeing Ian White, he'd, he'd look very, very impressive. Um, the levels he reached a few years back, especially on the floor, was so good. I'm not saying, then I don't want to say someone's back to that sort of level, but there's certainly huge signs in this weekend with the amount of wins he got under his belt. That's 32, I think, on both days, and then the, the success he's had today puts him in a great light. It'll be interesting to see more and more qualifying for Euro Tours and on TV. Because that's always been where his struggle's been. Yeah. So then, moving on to the two Euro Tour qualifiers, ETs five and six. The qualifiers for ET five in Gratz. Uh, William O'Connor, Ian White, Cameron Menzies, Jim Williams, Mike Kyvenhoven, Bradley Brooks, Ian, uh, sorry, Ricky Evans, Daryl Ganey, Owen Roloff, Simon Whitlock. Qualifying for Euro Tours all over the place at the moment. Madders Rasmar, Dylan Sledden, Ricardo Petresco, Nick Kenny. Interesting that Kenny didn't play the Pro Tour at the weekend, but played the Euro Tour qualifiers. Uh, Christoph Ratajski, Jeffrey Dijuan, Chris Doby, Matt Campbell, Kim Hybrex, Ryan Meikle, Luke Woodhouse, Raymond Van Barneveld, Brennan Dolan and Mickey Mansell. which was interesting. And then ET6 in the Netherlands. James Wade averaged 104, by the way, and lost a, uh, lost a qualifying game. 104. Um, Dylan Sladden doing the double. Adam Smith nil. Um, Stephen Bunting, Martin Lukeman, Dimitri Vandenberg. It's qualified averaging 78. Uh, Jim Williams doing the double, Gabriel Clement, Steve Beaton, Ross Smith, Daryl Gurney, Madis Rasmus, Ian White, Alan Suter, Ricardo Petresco doing the double, Christoph Ratajski, Graham Hall, uh, Adam Gaulas, the Mad Monk is going to a Euro Tour. 
um, Kim Hybrex, Jean Van Veen, Gary Anderson, uh, Keen Barry, John O'Shea, and George Killington. Very good weekend for Jean Van Veen. And we saw this on the Super Series, and he's taken it across into the pro game. He looked mustard. I mean, I tell you what, he took apart some big names this weekend as well. Yeah. Just no fear. No fear at all. His games, his scoring power was, was exceptional at times. He seems to be getting even better, which is strange. Well, not strange. Well, no scar, no scar tissue either. Yeah. There's no, there's no damage. Yeah. Um, is, is, is the thing with that one. Uh, right. That time again. I know it's boring, but we'll, 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 <laughs> talk about, we'll talk about it as always. All right, Michael. Sound like MVG. We're off to Nottingham. <coughs> the Motor Point Arena. Are you dumb? Speaking you of, you coming to buy me lunch or what? Did I buy you lunch last year? Yeah. Exactly. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't buy me any in Birmingham. Is it don't three worry. days away and I haven't heard anything yet? Yeah. I'll be there. Don't worry. To be fair, we don't, we don't, always, we don't plan stuff. Christ. Same place. Unbelievable burger. That was decent, to be fair. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Top draw. I'll give you that one indeed. <laughs> um, Dimitri Vandenberg against Nathan Aspinall. The World Cup winning teammates, Clyde, Johnny Clayton and Gunnarin Price. Um, Peter Wright and Michael Van Gerwen. Chris Doby and Michael Smith. First one, where are we going, boys? Chat room, get involved as well. I would have been swaying towards Dimitri Vandenberg, I think, at the moment. But given his pro tour averages this weekend, little bit concerned. A uh, few in the 80s. So I'm going Nathan Aspinall. Dimitri for me. I am going Nathan Aspinall in a last leg decider. Jimmy lost 6-1 with a 74.9 average earlier. Cheers for that, Jimmy. <laughs> on the event message on Thursday, how many loses with a, a very similar average? <laughs> um, World Cup winning teammates, what we saying? Hard one, mate. Johnny. Johnny just. Job. Big test for Johnny, but I'm going to back him. This is this is the week. Gradual improvements every week for the last three. This is another one. I'm going to go in price, but I've got something. I've got a point to bring up in a week of darts. Um, right against Van Gerwen. Talking about a test. You win your first game with them horrible darts. And then you've got MVG possibly twice in two weeks. MVG. MVG. There is how many. Uh, yeah, Van Gerwen for me. 
Oh dear. Never seem to pan out that way. When someone should demolish someone, it tends to then be like yeah. a, still tends to let the win, but it's more of a sits forth as it turns into a bit of a slot and we don't see that level from MVG. I think MVG that's out of the line, but I just don't think as comfortable as form suggests. Which can actually all sports. I think it, a lot depends on Michael Smith's week because, again, he wasn't great at the Pro Tour and the fact he'd been ill, I was quite surprised he played. I'm struggling to see the Dolby getting over the line. I'm going Dolby gets his first points. Since week one. Yeah. Now I'm going Smith. You know, we, we do have the potential, if results go the way, that next week's quarterfinals are exactly the same as this week's quarterfinals. Could you imagine? Because one plays eight already and two play seven, and then three, four, five, and six all play each other, and if results have a certain way, they could all play each other then. Yay! That's <laughs> what I love about this format, just how often we see these guys going toe-to-toe -to -toe of each other. That has got to be the worst outcome for the PDC if that was oh, to happen. Yeah, that'd be horrific. No, I, I want it to happen now. I'm sorry, I've had better results. Yeah, part, what, part, part of Whatever we need for that to happen, I'm predicting. That's where I'm going. <laughs> Bring it on. Week eight, absolute carnage. Might or Smith to beat Twist Dalby. And watch Webby stand awkwardly in the middle of Newcastle going, oh, we saw this last week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, I want your winner and runner-up in Nottingham. Dobby's now trying to work out what outcomes needed for the following week to happen. I'm guessing it involves a Michael Van Gogh in win. For that to happen, yeah. Uh, no, Michael Smith win, really. Yeah, obviously Van Gogh wins eight something. points clear with a maximum seven five to pick up. Yeah. So. Uh, you know what? The fact that he gets an extra break I'm going Clayton beats Van Gogh in this week. I think Lee was doing the same and he doesn't want to go the same as me. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> exactly. I literally. Hey, God, what have you done to me? I, I have to, I'm sure you see me look to the other side of the screen because when I'm doing my quarterfinals, I have to type them down. My memory's that bad. I forget how I've had. So I think <laughs> when I go to the final, I need to see them here. And then I've looked, literally done I thought, yeah, that's the one doing it. I'm gonna switch it. I'm not. I'm not following you. We're not. We're not being on the same team at the moment, Dob. So I'm gonna do switch it round. I'm gonna do MVG beats Johnny. I'm going Price beats Van Gerwen. So we all have MVG in the final. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just the, the mix around at the top. Yeah. I'm going Price beats Van Gerwen in the final. Um. Right. A point for a week in darts here. Because obviously it follows on from what we've just spoken about Premier League and there. 
Gezi deciding to swerve the qualifiers and miss the potential of being in two Euro tours. Unexpected. Considering how much talk was around him needing to play and win one of those Euro tours to stay as a seed and everything else, to, to enter and then not play was quite surprising. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't see that coming. Does the sort of distractions away from darts mean that having a couple of weekends off where you've not got to pull out yourself, you've not got a there's not a tournament that you're already in, you're not in a pro tour, you're not in a certain event and you've got to go, oh, I'm going to step away from that, you know, potentially a World Series or any of those. You don't have to have made that decision. That decision's already been made for you. Make it a little easier for him to just say, yeah, not for me, two weekends off. I'm not missing anything I've already qualified for. Surely that's better as well from when we see a reserve coming in and all them changes. Is this an issue, though? Why? Because of all the things that you could sacrifice, the Eurotor has significant prize money waiting. It does, but the position the position of him currently the position of him currently is that such a concern for Desi? I guess not. But if his ambitions are returning to world number one, he's making it that much more difficult for himself to do that. Obviously, if he gets there by virtue of the big tournaments, then you're defending less to go and have a crack in a couple of years' time. But I guess isn't there ten Euro tours in the space of the seventeen weeks of the Premier League as well? Nine, I think. Nine in the 17 weeks, I think yeah. it was. That's a lot of travel that just isn't being taken into account because the minute that they're done, or a lot of that is done, they're then, right, you're off to Australia, New York, back in for the match play. Should be Ireland. Dragging them to Wolverhampton, the poor sod. Back down to Minehead at some point. <laughs> Look, Stupid. I suppose James out there. He, he's gambled <laughs> that he has a good two, he has a good couple of Euro tours coming up and gets back in the sixteen that way. It's not like he's not someone who lacks confidence to go into that with that mindset. I know he's 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 backing him. He's backing himself. He's well, backing teams having five and six off. Yeah, he's backing himself, winning one, plonking oh, seven and eight next week as well. Yes. Whilst they're in Germany. So he's yeah. backing himself to be back in the top 16 by winning events two, three and four, but he then won't return till event nine anyway. Or he's on that pro tour list to be in Germany. If he's there, then surely he stays and does the qualifier. You'd expect so. But haven't they then got to come back to the UK for Premier League to then go back to Germany mm, yeah. and then stay in Germany? Or is that the week after? No, no, that's right. Germany, Pro Tour, Germany, Germany until Monday. Newcastle, yeah. then, then Leverkusen. Leverkusen, yeah. Berlin. Berlin, yeah. Not Reese, Germany. Yeah. Reese, yeah. I, yeah. I personally don't think it's the worst decision for someone who, what, a month, two months ago, was worried that the, he might walk away from the sports. If he's then going to have a couple of weeks off, of uh, events that he's not qualified for and he's not dropping out of them, 
I don't think it's the worst news. Could be a very clever move if he can find some sort of form. Or could, I guess some, some sort of form probably are because he had a good pro tour, but yeah. on stage, we, we know we're not seeing it in the Premier League. Interesting. Um, Mike Warburton wins the Super Series week, week five, beating Connor Heenahan in the fun. Connor almost, almost treated us to another nine data. That means he's hit gangster. I'm not just saying I'm back two winners in two weeks. Sick, sick. <laughs> <laughs> He's loving this, isn't he? <laughs> you... You're nearly 50, mate. What are we doing now? Your bones will break. <laughs> I'm concerned for you, mate. Arthritis will kick in. You get me, blood. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. Don't know, I've got a gangster cap. Not even for my sake, for yours. I'm, I'm looking out for you there. So <laughs> just don't do that. I used to love Arsenal fan TV for that. <laughs> when they lost, it was my favourite thing ever. Um, Isle of Man. I didn't see a lot of it because obviously Isle we were streaming the... Thank you, 2023. We were streaming the Pro Tour and it wasn't on Dark Connect. Yeah, same. Didn't see any of it whatsoever other than results. Few war on videos I saw on social media. That was but, Martin Turner and his fan club. <laughs> yeah, I did see another one. I can't remember who else it was. I did see a second one, unless it was just his on repeat because he had a, I think a. It was just multiple of his. <laughs> yeah, just a different handle. Uh, uh, yeah, Bo won all three on the Island Man, and then the weather caused chaos. It caused chaos getting there, then it caused chaos getting back. I know they were handing out sick bags before the ferry had even taken off. Which is never a good sign. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, have we missed anything else in a week of darts? Um, well, let's just mention him bowling in all three. Rihanna O'Sullivan got to the final in all three as well. It's just running into bowl. It's, like it's like the PDC Premier League. Um, I don't think there's any we've definitely missed something we always do but it's just what um, but yeah right. we're going to go back again we'll we'll open up question time as well and then we'll do these as well because they're both kind of linked um Changing the top of it, Wadey was world number five a year ago. Now he's 14. And then Wade's 25 on the tour card race. God. One for you. Your boy is in a bit of bother. MC Dogfather. He played well this weekend, though. I've seen him banging multiple Tom Plus averages. That's not very Wadey, which is. Where he was when he's picking up ITV tournaments. There's a long way to go before we get another ITV tournament, but they are his favourite. He's also a multiple match play winner. But his record at the recent match plays are horrific. Yeah, it's not much better. The ground 
free, which it should be for a <laughs> but yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I until James had said that, I didn't realise how far he'd slipped. Twenty five on the tour card race because he's defending lots of ITV events. <laughs> it's a huge drop. That's mad. He'll be right. Seen it so many times before from Wadey, and yet he won't even fall. Where is he? Fourteen at the moment. He ain't even the sixteen, is he? Let's be honest. He never does. So. <laughs> so he's defending forty-three grand at the Grand Slam. Hundred at the Worlds, fifteen at the match play, another fifth. Sorry, fifteen. Yeah, that was this year. Hundred at the Worlds. Christ, that was the year it opened up, and he was shite. Yeah, that was when him getting to the semi-final the way it was was absolutely nailed on. He couldn't not get to the semi-final. No, he played dreadful. Who yeah, beat him in that semi? Michael Smith. Mm. Yeah, because didn't have like a tournament average of eighty six, and I, I don't didn't any one eighties in the first three games or something was it? That's damn right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's got got work to do, and not qualifying for Euro tours is not going to help that quest because. He's one that has lived in that for because of his ranking. Yeah, but he's a name you always expect to see there and thereabouts. Um, however, he's one who finds a win when he's unlikely. He always tends to be that one. I know we talked about the resurgence of Darry, but James Wade is known for and the stats are there about picking up titles across what the last his last three decades? Yeah. Oh yeah, you he's hibernated in the top top ten in the world for three decades. Yeah, so it's just it he, he's probably preferring the fact that no one's talking about him at the moment. And that to Dobbs delight he will find his way into a final at some point and stay in and around that area. Wouldn't be mad, be better. Um, yeah, Alargan did dominate. We didn't we didn't see a lot of it, but people were updating us on the stream that it was just Alargan, Alargan, Alargan. Yes. There probably wasn't a stream, so he's probably standing in front of it, let's be honest. <laughs> just got taken down for <laughs> being inappropriate. <laughs> 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 It's like a bad Twitch stream. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was it was interesting. So yeah, question time then. Fire him in. Um, let us know. Seniors, Gob, are you excited? Always. The golden ticket is on the horizon. Yes, I'll have a catch-up tomorrow. I should see how we're getting on, but I think everything is heading in the right direction. Uh, international Way to Watch is being launched 
in the next 24 hours. So it's not just the UK fans watching on Channel 5. And, le and let's be honest, more darts in Blackpool is a positive with what every organisation, yeah. especially the follow-on from the senior success in the world, is is just a positive. It means two visits to Blackpool a year, Philip. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going to be open at this time of year, though. Oh, trust me, we'll find places. Oh, we'll find somewhere, yeah, but it's not going to be like it's not going to be like it is in the summer, is it? <laughs> I don't know. There's a half decent little alleyway just past uh, walkabout. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't sound right at all. Upstairs <laughs> somewhere. It sounds so seedy. It's unreal. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> especially, especially with the lot he's done for tonight as well. <laughs> Uh, oh, we missed uh, Luke Littler's nine data as well. But instead of celebrating that, he was more interested about hammering Liverpool fans, which upset God. <laughs> you are Lutey boy. Always been a Thomas Banks fan myself. Luke, <laughs> 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 nah, Luke's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it was the JDC uh, advance tour this weekend as well. The titles all spread around. The names coming through that, the performance coming through that, ridiculous. As I'm going to look through their socials, uh, we see Leighton Bennett in multiple finals picking up one win. Henry Coates picking up a win. I think, did we see Banks win one? Yeah, Thomas Banks did win one. And then the fourth one. can't remember who won the fourth one. Good to see Leighton Bennett's name then. So he started a bit quiet recently. Um, so good seeing back in winner circle and it being mixed up. Uh, Jensen Walker won the fourth one and finished top on the order of merit. So Jensen Walker won, Leighton Bennett two, Henry Coates three, Thomas Banks four, Ryan Branley five, Kieran Thompson six, Almos Kovacs seven, Lewis Bell eight and Archie Self down in nine. I, I want nothing to do with it. These kids are 14 to 16 and nah. <laughs> Gobs out. I'm well out. I went Super League on Sunday and averaged 51 for fuck's sake. I want absolutely nothing to do with it. Dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. Um, on this one, uh, no, David, no no news other than what Matt Porter told us a couple of weeks ago that he's trying to sort it all out, as in Corey, but no news as of yet. Um, at what point is it almost impossible for him to recover? I'm not sure it is. Halfway through next year, probably. Yeah, I was just... he, look, he's that good. We, we've seen him do it before. He's that good, but with the amount of pressure on him, that changes slightly. And I, I, I agree he's that good. And the, the average is he's after three years away. You kind of think, well, if this is only one year away... It's not as bad. And he will be playing um, away from PDC circuit. Will he be in Germany? No, he's not. He's not entered. Which does surprise me a little, but it is a big cost just for a weekend. And um, jet lag and, and all the likes, etc. But if Scott Williams can make it in a year off of the Challenge Tour... There's absolutely no reason why Corey Cabby couldn't do it in a year off of the Pro Tour or less. 
because as good as Scott Williams was last year, the last time we saw Corey Cadby on a pro tour, he was a better dart player than Scott Williams. He was a better dart player than the impact Josh Rock had last year. Yeah. Yeah. And Josh Rock went flying up those rankings. So if Corey returns to the level that he was at before, he could rock up in February next year and still give it a good crack. I don't know how old Michael was when he won his first. He's still playing BDO at 17 when he won the Masters. Yeah. No idea. No. We'll try and find out. Um, World Series of Darts Finals. No, it gives a significance to the rest of the World Series. And they can host a qualifier for it. Yay! That's what they need to scrap. That's what they need to scrap. The qualifier for the World Series, in which players spend absolutely no time all year involved in any of the World Series events, don't get a chance to qualify for any of the earlier events, and they go, ha ha, let's invite all these Pro Tour players and Danny Noffert can make the final. Get fucked. Ah. Happy Monday. <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, happy days. That's, that's nothing against Danny Noppert, by the way. That's against that system. Danny played absolutely no involvement in the World Series at all that year. It was the year before they added the, the Dutch Darts Masters on behalf of Via Play's Big Pocket. I'm not making any friends tonight, am I? Yeah, the little the little snip we're gonna use to preview NetWeed show is that bit you've just said about Danny Noppert. You don't yeah. whatever you say afterwards means nothing, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he had absolutely he had a right to be there because he went to the qualifier, but that, that just shouldn't be a thing, should it? No. Let's be honest. The World Series finals should only be players that have played in the World Series. Yeah. Checks potential dark horses for the World Cup. Caroland. Gaulas. Ooh. Awkward. Awkward. Very yeah. Awkward. awkward. Ooh. Um, I don't, I, as far as I know, it's just going to be 501. <clears throat> I think the change to all pairs is significant enough for them. They might look at a format change at another point, but I don't think they want to overcomplicate the game. They already have the double in. If you if you suddenly have a gimmick for every single event and change in format, I think it becomes difficult for a newbie to embrace and get involved in. Well, what is starting from that this time instead of that? Like, yeah. it's no good to a. Yeah, I, I, I suggested a few years down the line that double in would be a good idea, but I wouldn't go to changing it to a seven R one or a thousand R one. Five R ones that the standard for the professional diamond. Yeah, and I appreciate if you play pairs local league or whatever, you then you tend to play a longer format. But uh, yeah. no, nah, not at this level. I want to see him just go at it. Yeah. <laughs> soon. Stop that soon. I've already got the invite. I know I've won. It's in September, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
See, I thought King had played pretty well this weekend, but to not get any of the Euros is massive for him. Jamie, that's such a positive tweet, uh, message, and so you've put that little bit in the end. Is that just a uh, double huge smile? I get tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that people are looking at players now and thinking, oh, well, at least we'll see him on the seniors. The positive of, you know, the Steve Beaton chat, July on, like July before we run into that form was sort of around that. People are looking at it thinking, yeah, but it's great. We let's see him on the seniors. Um, no, no news yet, but they're going to have to make that call kind of soon, I think, for June. Let them get across border out of the way. Yeah, just soon, like in the yeah. next month. Not tardy to. <laughs> That's funny. Thanks. Appreciate that. Someone mentioned it's on the stream, God, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> that, it was not me. Uh, and you have won the chance to photograph our Excel spreadsheet and update social media for us. <laughs> uh, who'll be the Rico and their chairman will be moaning on social media about somebody else did I say that out loud uh, at the moment it's Dolan and Gurney Paul's looking forward to Blackpool who isn't who isn't Paul um, that's because he gets to rock up and do bugger all by the way yeah that is true we tend off. Yeah, I wonder who's looking forward to it. I'm, I'm not sure a move to the zone happens yet. I think more likely to see Viaplay now they exist in the UK. Their model seems to be that little yeah. bit more sustainable with TV channels. They're growing in the sports they're picking up at the moment already. You've also yeah. got the competition that BT changes to TNT next year and Paramount might go after it. Yeah. But so, I, yeah. I don't see DAZN anymore because all the promises that DAZN made right at the start, long gone. Yeah, I, I agree. Weird, and you get all this and that, and then no pay per view, etc. That that's all gone now. That that model. Yeah, I, I agree that Viaplay would be the front runner if it didn't go back to Sky. Yeah. Well, they've got the Eurotours, haven't they? They continue the coverage, which looked fantastic, by the way. I appreciate that's in-house production, which is, as we understand it, the way that the PDC and Matram want to go. So if they have that working relationship with them, it is just funding yeah. that. Oh, yeah, massively. I'm not sure zone has been a backward step for boxing. It's a little less accessible, but actually there seems to be more fight nights, especially as Sky have still picked up boxer nights, etc., it's effectively just a different pay-per-view platform. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, yes, he is. Scott Waits has found ways to lose games he's playing well in at the moment. Yes. There's a few doing that, though. And again, that's the competitiveness of this tour right now. This is an interesting one from Jack as well, and I've heard this a fair bit, but just renewed my PDC TV pass, but struggled to get tickets. Yeah, look, one of the one of the 
benefits of buying a yearly PDC membership is you get priority tickets, which is great. However, the number of people now subscribing to PDC TV to the number of tickets available per session is becoming a little bit tricky. Look, that's a, and that's a byproduct of the product being successful. Yeah, I agree. It, it, it is very difficult when you look at um, Blackpool. Blackpool and the Worlds are the ones when if you're not a PDC member anymore, you are not seeing match play or World Championship darts on a Saturday or Sunday. Unless you've got a friend who's got a membership who's done them, you are not seeing match play or World Championship darts on them weekends. It's not because... even that as well. We just booked for the UK Open next year, and how difficult that was to get because it <coughs> virtually sold out to people already on site. Did well, you yeah, on, on oh, site, yeah, yeah. I went on the Sunday on, on site to purchase for the following year, and there was only stalls left. Yeah, which which was the only route I'd have done dead anyway, because I didn't see it in my seat till Sunday, um, because there was no other sport on. So <laughs> I I just done the same ready for next year. But yeah, to see that they'd sold so well, and I, that is a different route because that is obviously loyalty to the people who have done the previous year but from a back to the PDC membership that it, it is very well, very point, it's a closed circle isn't it if you go every year you get you get to go back every year because you've just got a massive advantage over everybody trying to get in yeah but you'll appreciate that once you've been one year because you'll be like, like me. You book, but it's almost like having a football season ticket if you decide not to renew you're on a waiting list for another yeah. 10,000 people or something to get yeah. back in again you have to keep paying it to keep going every year, even if you buy it and sell it to somebody else, just if you want the chance to go again that following time. But then even then, you have to be on site to rebook it. Um, Tommy, yeah, I look, I, look, PDC TV is 50 quid a year. And for what you get on it, I think it's exceptional value. And b- by the way, that's not a plug to them or anything like that. As a darts fan, I think it's exceptional value. For, for what you get from a ticketing perspective, I don't even pay 50. I split it with four of my friends because when it dies on priority, if I turn down to events, they'll they'll use it or so on and so forth. It's £12.50 each. If there's a few you want it, you know, but even at £50, it's worth it. I know what you're going to say, Dob. Oh, I use Jar's account, so it's definitely exactly, worth it. Exactly. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. I'll play a penny. Right, last one before we go, and I like this one. World Masters format tournament in the PDC. I I would like the PDC to bring the best of three legs sets. I would. Shake your head all you want. Doesn't mean you're right. It does mean I'm right. Because those fuckers find an excuse to have an ad break at every possible opportunity as it is. We're not doing it after every two legs instead of every five. Yeah, we only it's only worse if you put it on BBC and that's not gonna happen because we'd have no toms. Um yeah, that that would be my only downfall. I'm I'm all for it, but to to Dob's point, that it has to be on a channel where we're not going to break after every set. Uh, and on that note. Everyone in the chat room, thank you very, very much for the last few hours spending it with us on the Live Lounge. Plenty coming up this week. 
Uh, I am off to somewhere on Wednesday to get some content, some very exciting news coming. And then Thursday, Premier League. And then we return for Pro Tour streams on Sunday and Monday. Bit of Monday, Monday fun. Uh, and of course, the Super Series returns tomorrow, 9.30 on the Super Series channel. And other than that, boys, it's been a blast as always. Yes. And we, and we promised God will act his age next week. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> um, I'm in Phil Bars, Jack Garwood, Lee Boyce. Pleasure as always. Everyone in the chat room, give yourselves a round of applause. If you haven't yet, make sure you give us a cheeky thumbs up and subscribe. But we are signing out. We'll see you all same time next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 